Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Arsenal had a project. They understood there will be bumps in the road, and people and the media and the noise outside will come. It's whether they stay strong enough and believe in the project enough to stick by that person. Arsenal did. They're sitting top. It tells you you have to be patient. You have to believe in the project. And at the moment, I've got to be honest, I'm on the side of believing in the project with Ten Hag because, yes, it's a bad result. Yes, it's a bump in the road, but it shouldn't destabilise the whole project. You think Gerald Pique is a world-class defender? Yes. I think he's a good, great defender. But world-class, in my eyes, is, again, Rio, Maldini, Nesta. His defenders who haven't won half as much as we as he won, but at lesser teams, and he's a lot better than PK. They can never do it like I. When you see man pull up and slide, man stepped in a room with legends, Rio and Steve. You know it's a vibe. Check the podcast, what you wanna know? Don't ask me, go and ask Joe. If you're talking Premier League, he's on the front line, and I gotta go. Oh. It's a vibe with five, vibe with five, and you already know what it is. It's a vibe with five, vibe with five, and you already know what it is. Vibe with five, vibe with five, and you already know what it is. It's a vibe with five, vibe with five, and you already know this. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with this week's episode of Vibe with Five. You might as well call me Big Smoke because I'm dishing out all the smoke right now, mate. Someone call Skepta. Listen, before we start here, yeah, I have to give someone special, wish someone special a big happy birthday. Mr. Yeah, May my uncle Ian. Mr. Rio, happy 60th birthday, my guy. Listen, we've got all the <laughs> bottles here. You know what I mean? One for United losing, you know, one for us beating. One for us beating Chelsea, and of course, your birthday, your birthday, boy. I'm going to be coming over to your house and, you know, we can go through the bottles. But listen, what, what, are you, what are you doing? What's the plans today? Chill. I've just been for, a, I went gym this morning, um, got given some lovely presents by the family, yeah. beautiful last little gifts in here and there, um, and then went for a bit of breakfast. Um, why so why do you nice. say, I went to the gym like you didn't just walk to the other part of your house? <laughs> okay. I'm going to the gym out of bed. <laughs> I'm lucky I've got a gym in my house. What can I say? Hey, man. So how does it feel like to be 60, man? Well, it's all right, man. Yeah. 60 looking 25. <laughs> Big smoke. Uh, all right. You know what? I'm, what's it called? I feel good, man. Listen, I feel yeah. good. I know there's 44-year-olds out there. I look at some 44-year-olds and I'm thinking, rah, your paper round was hard compared to mine. They look tired. But you know what else, Rio? Yeah, your documentary trailer came out today, didn't it? For uh, yeah. Tipping Point. Um, and obviously, the, the actual documentary is a three-part series. And it's coming out on November the 11th, which is on Friday, right? Yeah. yeah. Talk to us. What's it about, If just in case people don't know? It's all three episodes are about, um, about football, about racism in football, about um, sexuality in football, and mental health in football. All three episodes. So... Different episodes, but listen, it's, it's really good. It took us almost three years to film. We started it just before the pandemic and then the pandemic hit and it made it very difficult. But there's some great um, topics. There's some great people that come on there. Shout out Wilfred Zaha, Romelu Lukaku, Akin Fenwa, and many more that come on there and talk um, really eloquently and really well. Um, and so I'm going to leave a couple of names out, surprises for you to get into. So, so um, yeah, listen, it's worth a watch. Um, all things football. 
I'm all over that Zaha one, man. I'm not going to spoil it, but I saw that and I thought, ooh, that's some serious topics uh, right there. From from the bits I've seen and, and the things I've heard, I haven't seen the sexuality one yet, but what you've told me about the sexuality one. Yeah. It's deep. Listen, we got to get into it, though, innit? Let's not act like it didn't happen. Manchester wait, 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 United... wait. We're always talking about football, like... No, 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 no. Don't try to don't widen your then. perspective of other topics in life, mate. We're How are you doing, Joe? Are you, are you all right? Like, what, what, is, how's the family? How's the kids? Aston oh, Villa no, I got a question. I got a real good question. Like, when it was one of the lads' birthdays in the changing room, did you do anything special or did you just crack on the Let's top this up. We're going to have a good time. No, no, no. That's we the Villa 3. People's birthdays. Man United won. It was a weekend. If it was a weekend, we'd be, and we'd like organise after the game a night out, have a table in a club somewhere or whatever. But like in the week, you might get a birthday. You used to get Carol and the girls and the chef, Mike, in the, uh, in the, the canteen. You get a little birthday cake with your name and that on it, which would be nice. Never have, have a bit of cake. The gaffer used to love a bit of cake and custard or cake and ice cream. <laughs> and that's what had happened. But... Nothing, nothing major to be fair. All right, well, wrap it up there. I think that's the end of the show. Have a good show. Great show, guys. I forgot my cigar, so we're going to be using this pen today. <laughs> Aston Villa three, Man United one. You guys, you guys got taken to the dry cleaners, man. What's going on? Like Jacob Ramsey showing you guys what's going on on the pitch. I thought United were back. Rio, talk Steven, to me. Steven, Steven Gerrard must be pulling his hair out. And what, what I've seen since he's gone, obviously they've got beat one of the games, but two of the games have been like looking like world beaters. So it was in there. I wonder he what just... the correlation was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here he goes. Here he goes. Well, listen, I'll be honest with you. I was surprised yesterday. I was really surprised. I've been walking around a bit more of a spring in my step of late about Man United. People ask me about Man United and I'm turning around going, yeah, man, we're on our way. We're coming back bit by bit. But that was just a little... A little little punch in the ribs, you know what I mean? Yesterday, like, it, oh, oh, actually, well, we ain't where we need to be yet. We still got a way to go. And oh. yesterday, we just looked off it. And I think the manager summed it up quite well afterwards in the press conference. Just said, "Yeah," and and you get punished if you ain't on it. You're you're a percent or two off in this league. This is why this is the best league in the world. Because if you approach a game and you ain't quite at the races, you will get hurt. Whether the team's full of confidence or not. The teams here is just the way the Premier League is, and that's what's great about it. And and to be fair, Villa, um, they played well. I think Brave as well. They played two up front, old school. Said right, can your two centre halves deal with our two centre forwards? And the third goal kind of epitomised it. It was like get the ball up there, put them under a bit of pressure, and it was an unbelievable finish from Jacob Ramsey. Steve, did you know that United were in the? I don't want to swear here, but they were in trouble when you saw it was 2-0 down in 11 minutes. Did you think, you know what, we could turn this round or did you think it's over? Um, the one thing, I mean, you should know this, the one thing that you get with an Emery team is they're going to be hard to break down. And if he gets a, a one-goal lead, you're in trouble. If he gets a two-goal lead, that's a long, long day. And he's going to need some people to have some clangers for you to get back in the mix. By the end of the game, there was a back five, four across the middle, one up top. And they was like, mm. go on then, sort that out. Mm. Um, so you've always got to give credit to Emery for that. I just thought the two teams looked in totally different energies. Like you, you guys struggled midweek in Europe, looked leggy, um, and you turned it around this weekend against a poor Chelsea side. So well done. But United have had a. You think about what happened with United. We pushed and we pushed and we, we, we gambled to try and beat Sociedad by that second goal midweek. 
And the probably the adrenaline dump of that and the energy that we expended doing that, coming into play a Villa team that's just unshackled themselves from the shit manager that they had previously, brought in a guy that knows what's going on. The energy levels, then players must have had thinking, finally, a guy that knows what, what a football team's supposed to be doing. They would have been fired up for it. He's got into Mings's head and been like, you're going to go head-to-head with Cristiano Ronaldo this weekend and you're going to smash him. Like, the whole energy of Aston Villa, and the crowd was up for it as well. It was well noisy. I think all of those factors, they just ran us over. And this happens, I mean, it happened plenty of times to Arteta in his first season, as you'll remember, being on the documentary saying that the guy's got to go. But, like, <laughs> early doors in, in any... I mean, even Pep had this a few times in his first season. Trying to get your style of play in, especially when it's a high-tempo sort of thing. Sometimes you just miss the gear. And United this weekend just missed the gear. And Villa you know were absolutely Steve? deserving of the win. They smashed You know what, it's what? Villa Park was a good hunting ground for us. We could go 2-0 down. I remember we went 2-0 down or 3-0 down there once and come back, turn it around, Chicharito. We've done it on many occasions where it was a really... And that was one thing I had in my mind. When I saw 2-0, I thought, you know what? History tells us that we like it playing there. Different United. Time, different, different United. Different United. Different United. Different team, different era, which is fine. But like, like Steve said, I'd like to touch upon that point. The process, what I'm seeing with this manager and things going in terms of tactics and the way the team are playing... I'm actually feeling okay about it. Yes, we've lost this week, but in terms of the long-term picture, you have to trust the process. And I talked about this on BT the other day about the difference with where they are at the moment, Chelsea and Arsenal. Arsenal had a project. They had an idea of how they wanted things to go. Mm-hmm. And they understood after finding the right manager, finding the right support team around him, they understood there will be bumps in the road. There's going to be moments where it, it goes a bit off piece and people and the media and the noise outside will come. It's whether they stay strong enough and believe in the project enough to stick by that person because they believe he's the right man for the job. Arsenal did. They're sitting top. It's a good benchmark as to how you should approach these things. And I think you look at Pep in his first year at City, it's the only year in his, his whole managerial career, he never won anything. They mm-hmm. stayed patient. Same with Jurgen Klopp. How long did it take him? Three or four years to get to where they was in winning stuff. So it tells you you have to be patient. You have to believe in the project. And at the moment, I've got to be honest, I'm on the side of believing in the project with Ten Hag because, yes, it's a bad result. Yes, it's a bump in the road, but it shouldn't destabilise the whole project. He, he. Um, no, I agree with that, if I'm honest with you. But I still want to be calling out players. Like, let's not let's not try, like, you know, paper over the cracks. Donny van der Beek, like I was actually surprised to see him to see him start. Can can anyone explain to me? Like I'm an outsider, right? Can anyone explain to me what was the purpose of him playing? Especially with the fact that you guys have played well. Are you trying to like bring up his value before you sell him? What's going on? Because he was lost. Well, well, the manager knows him. The manager, but the manager knows what he has in under his bonnet, what he's capable of. He has not got anywhere near doing that while he's been at Manchester United or in England for that matter. He hasn't. I watched him probably four or five times, a few times live as well, we're in the Ajax team. I know it's a while ago now, but I watched him in those games and he was one of the three or four players who you thought there's going to be value for this guy because of what he does. You get him in and around the box, this guy can finish. And the problem with the way he's been played, deployed at Man United, he doesn't have to get in the box. Mm. doesn't get the opportunity to get in there to show his best, best um, um, parts of his game. And he just hasn't been able to find rhythm, momentum, form at all in a Man United shirt. And so the performance that we saw, 
that wasn't any different to what we've seen so far with Man United. No impact. Do you know who he reminds uh, me Joel, of? Joel, listen, but, hindsight's twenty twenty, isn't it? But look at the circumstances that we find ourselves in, right? We've got Anthony out injured. Sancho. We've had to deploy Marcus on the right-hand side, where I don't think he's effective. You're playing Garnacho on the left-hand side, who's a couple of starts into his United career. You've got Ericsson and Casemiro, who have created this really nice partnership as a pair of sixes, complementing each other really well. And Bruno, for some reason, there's like a bit of a a fashion in United fan base to sort of give Bruno stick because we've been so reliant on him. Um, almost kind of like to diminish how good he's been and how vital he is to us creating chances and scoring goals. You've got a couple of options to throw in. We haven't got the deepest squad in the world. There isn't another world-class player ready to come in and play in the number 10, which is a vital role to play in. You've got Donny van der Beek, who's got a prior existing relationship, who was successful as a number 10 for Ajax. He's had a little bit of an injury problem this season. Why shouldn't Ten Hag give him a chance? And like I said, hindsight's twenty twenty. Maybe Fred would have been the better option. But we've seen Fred and McTominay, and fans have been pulling their hair out with Fred and McTominay. Why not give Donny van der Beek a chance? He's trying to play football. He's a kid that plays football. He's a technical footballer. Because- because of manager bounce, manager bounce, man, manager bounce, manager bounce back. Because if if I know that I'm playing Unai Emery this weekend and you're playing a Villa team, who you've always said, Steve, by the way, is a decent team, right? Yep. You can't start trying things that you've never tried before. I don't think so, anyway. At least well, we have tried it before. At least we had him for years at Ajax. Yeah, but so bro, you think that's back then go when Villa Park? Park. That's back then when Villa was a good footballer, mate. Do you know what I mean? That was a while ago. You, know, well, you want to play with composure. You want to play with the most technically fired. gifted of the no, three. No, it's the truth. You know what I mean? Donny's the most technically... Out of Fred McTominay and, and Donny van der Beek, the one I'm going to trust to pl- pass the most is Donny van der Beek. Right, the problem with the Donny van der Beek situation is he reminds me of Xhaka. Rio, you said he hasn't had the chance to show himself going forward, right? But he's been played a bit like where Xhaka was playing before. It's not his best position. You want him to go forward. And he hasn't had the chance to do that at United. And I, I don't... I'm sorry, but... I give him the chance this weekend, and he was gash. I think think you've got to give players a chance. I think he's got to work out who he wants to keep in his squad. He's got to find out about these players. So if this week was the week to do it, then so be it. We got beat. But I don't think the result is all down to Donny van der Beek. I'm not saying it it is. I'm not saying it is. It's just that people are going to get opportunities. There was injuries as well this week, so he's in suspensions. He's going to come into the squad. Got to get an opportunity to do it. But as we all know, this is a cutthroat game. You've got to take your chances with both hands when they come because you're not going to get loads. And unfortunately, this week, he didn't take his chance. Now it's up to the manager when he gets other chances. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. You guys got Villa again, right? So we'll see what happens. Should be um, a totally different 11. Should be a, we should see Charlie Savage, Zidane Iqbal. We should, we should probably see Donny again, in all honesty. Tony Marshall should get a run out to improve his fitness. Garnacho should probably have another run out. It should be an under-23s team. It should be completely yeah. fringe. Give everyone a week off. I'd love to see we that. We need that three points against Fulham. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Guys, well, just quickly, just quickly, while we're on air here, the Champions League draw. The Champions yeah. League draw has just come out. Oh, I've seen Liverpool got Madrid. Massive, massive game. Liverpool oh, there's some beauties in that. Real Liverpool have drawn Real Madrid. Wow. <laughs> PSG versus Bayern. The massive oh, game. I am absolutely buzzing with that. Dortmund I'm, I'm going to be going to... I'll probably go to Dortmund 
And I'll probably yeah. go to AC Milan for the Spurs game. And I'm going to be going to Real Madrid for the Liverpool game to see them get smashed out. City <laughs> have got Leipzig. Lucky rats. Lucky rats. Pep's lucky, man. I'm surprised they didn't get Yeovil. That's who they normally get. Yeah, I thought, I, th- I thought they'd get like, I don't know. I thought they'd get one of the little teams. They're cheeky, right. innit, United? They're cheeky, innit? Talking about Liverpool getting beat. Bruv, you lot need to focus. What? You lot need to focus in Europa. You're not even the best team in Europa. Who you said we was? Who said we was? Who cares about down, listen? Wow. We care about getting into the Champions League. Simple as that. that. You boys ain't been there for a decade. So just no, relax. No, because we're going to get in there this year and you know it. <laughs> you know it. That music is going to be sounding different next year, baby. You've never heard. You've never heard the music. That music in your twenties. No, you've it never don't heard that music in your twenties. Uh, What's that song? That? Yeah, you've it doesn't matter, man. League. You guys, you guys, need music to... in your twenties. Easy. And I got Barcelona, Rio. Thank you, Rio. Go enjoy your day, Rio. What you say? No way. Wait. Have they? Ah! <laughs> uh, did you get the chance to speak to Cristiano? Obviously. I have to ask you in it because you're 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 our inside info and in obviously he's not going to be happy with that. Um, he's got a good record against Villa normally. Seems very frustrated. I saw a stat about fouls, Steve. I don't know if you can help me with that. It's like he had more fouls than anyone or something on the pitch. He's had more fouls given against him than shots on target this season. God damn. Now listen, no one, no one it's covered terrible. himself in glory. No one covered himself Six. in glory in the Man United shirt at the weekend. Rio, what? Come on, man. Like Cristiano Ronaldo has more fouls seven than shots on target this season, six in the Premier League. I ain't gonna let that slide. I ain't gonna let that slide. This ain't this ain't a theme park. No, it's all right, man. Me, it's still the way it is. A couple of weeks ago, you spoke about a youth. <laughs> he said it's the way. <laughs> you it is. mentioned that Ten Hag um, maybe <laughs> needed to communicate. You were just guessing, obviously, but you mentioned maybe he needed to communicate with Ronaldo a bit. I actually think. The treatment that Ten Hag has given Ronaldo has been pretty good. Now you can disagree, that's fine, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why, right? So there was the issue that I had in preseason and he, he didn't kick off as far as I'm aware. The only time he kicked off was when he left the, the friendly early, but he was it wasn't on his own. There was a few of them that left early then. No punishments. But from that point, he's worked him his way into the team. He's complained that he's not been getting minutes. He started in back-to-back games. He's even given the captain's armband this weekend. Kicked off about him substituting him, which he'd done, and now he's not doing. Punished him and brought him back into the team after he refused to come on. I think Ten Hag has has almost done everything Cristiano Ronaldo's wanted him to do it. He does. I think. I think he's done a very good job, Steve. I, I agree with you. Um, I even think. What's the, what's the point, though? What are you trying to make? I think the the point is that someone's holding up their side of the bargain, but I don't see Ronaldo holding up his side of the bargain anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that t- time will tell this season, won't it? But you look at the end of the season in terms of goals and and what he's given back to the team. We'll be able to say that. Listen, there's peaks and troughs in the season. There's ups and downs for a season in terms of form. Cristiano Ronaldo right now isn't hitting the net like you would normally you're accustomed to seeing Cristiano. Touch looks off. He just looks off. And if I had to put money against this, we got a game against Fulham next week. He, I think it's pure 50-50 whether he starts in that, if Tony Marshall's fit, to be honest. Hmm. Is that going to be his last game? <sighs> be a big shout. I don't know. I think time will tell. Time will tell. 
It's difficult, isn't it? Who knows? Who knows how? It, the, the thing is, as well, he's probably fighting for fitness right now. Not not to be giving him any excuses. If he goes to a World Cup and plays, he might come back in better condition than when he's left. You don't know. Yeah, what I, what I do know is that he he's had enough games to get himself fit and be banging goals, and unfortunately, he hasn't happened. Still, how the goals. Games, how many games do you think it takes you to get fit? Did you ever miss a preseason? Rio. Um. Yeah. When? Really? Can't remember what year it was, but I, I more of the times around World Cups, you you come back later for pre-seasons, and it take uh, and it takes you so that, that bit longer. I, regardless of that, I never ever felt fit until about six games into a season. Mm-hmm. I was always going into games pre-season, always worried about my fitness. The only thing I ever worried about was fitness, being fit enough to get through ninety, being fit enough to chase a, tri- a striker four or five times a half into the channel, 40, 50 yards, and not blowing, and not be- having to put my hands on my knees or my hands on my hips and thinking, Jesus, if he plays it in there again, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get there. I don't know if I'm going to have the energy, the sharpness to get there. Am I sharp enough over the first five yards? But th- those things going into a game for the first five or six games in a season, it was terrifying for me because you think, I don't want to be embarrassed by no one. I don't want my sharpness to, to, to be the thing that lets me down. So you work your hardest to get to that. But it takes, no matter how much training you do, you need games. He's had 16 Man. games. I'm not saying he's he's played full games, but he's had 16. He scored three goals. The angle I was going to come at this is, we've seen players, I mean, at United last season, Marcus Rashford missed last season and it took him till this season to look good again. Mm. Yeah, his brother said that to me. His brother, like, I was when I was chatting to him, he said, people underestimate, and I'm not backing Ronaldo here, I'm just saying what was told to me, people underestimate not having a pre-season. I'm not going to lie. I said, come on now. Come on now. I don't take a whole Well, that's season. it. I don't think we can understand. That's why I wanted to ask Rio. If you no, no, no. It's a fact, yeah? A guaranteed fact. If you go through the history and look at players that have missed pre-season, they very rarely hit the heights what you're used to seeing with those players because getting that training in the bank, just bear in mind, right? So you, you miss a preseason and then you start the season and you're playing a game every three, four days. So you don't train in between. You're recovering and then getting ready for preparing for games. So in terms of conditioning yourself during the season, it's almost non-existent. Players now, if if you miss that preseason, you don't have a period to train during the season. The team doesn't train. The teams teams recovering and preparing game, Co- recovery, prepare game. So it's very difficult to be able to play catch up. You never you never actually catch up, and you see your players lag behind for for the rest of the season. Sharpness, etc. It's it's very difficult. It's crazy, and you think, oh, you know, but you you can do your bits in between, but you train in between, and then all of a sudden you've got a game, and you're going to a game with too much load gone through your body and you're a bit jaded for the game then. So that's the, it's the chicken and egg situation. You, you're playing catch-up the whole season. It's very difficult. So do you start him next game then, Rio? Against Fulham? Uh, it, depends who, it depends how far forward someone close to fitness is, is Martial is. Is, is Elanga going to be fit? Is um, Sancho? Is Anthony going to be... Are them guys fit? Then you make a decision. But I think, listen... You're judging players on goals. I think Cristiano Ronaldo would always judge himself on the goals. And he didn't score the weekend, just gone. So that'll have to be taken into account for the next game. And by the way, our front players, I don't think any of them come out 
playing at the level we expect or beyond at the moment. So he's not alone, by the way. Yeah, he is. Um, he's alone. No, have yeah. you watched United? I've, I don't watch teams underneath. I don't know what's going on outside. Yeah, look at this guy. I don't, I don't know what's going on outside the top four. I'll be real with you. Wow. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's move it on. I think it's the right time to move it on to Arsenal. Beating Chelsea 1-0. Rio. You know what, yeah? I was semi-watching the game the other day. I had a few things going on. And I see you in the group chat. Oh, yeah. Saliba's looking tops today. Oh, yeah. Party. Phenomenal. Oh, Jesus. Unplayable. I'm thinking, bruv, are these not the three players that I've been telling you about the whole season? Now you want to kind of jump on our bandwagon. Like, what's going on? I've been telling you. Why? Oh, Jesus why? scored, has it? Yeah, but no, Steve, don't do that. Don't do that. Because if you saw the... Did you watch the game, Steve? Did you watch the game? Incredible performance by Jesus. Anyone who knows a bit of football and saw that game, they'll tell you. Unbelievable. Top, top, top player. I'm so proud of my team, man. We actually look like we're challenging for the title. Listen, I've said it. What? We're in. Is he just got, is he actually put it out there? That's it. It's over now, isn't it? That's it. So put it out there. You, have you said you're in being, a title charge? I was being coy about it when you was giving me the, eh, October's going to be the month, bro. Even November's looking easy. When you look at our performance today, from start from yesterday, from start to finish, we were in full control. And that's what I enjoyed the most. I don't remember going to Stamford Bridge and doing that for many, many years. Uh, and like I said to you last week, Thomas Party is our most important player. I'm telling you. Just uh, just saying, not 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 to no, I don't I don't agree. Your most important player is Jesus or Saliba. Oh, we Cause can because if, if them players come out of the team, if those players come out of the team, the drop off in the le from that level is massive compared to you could play Shaka in his party's position and get through a couple of games, not a problem. But you ain't going to get the same output from someone who comes in after Jesus or Saliba. According to see because he don't score, it doesn't matter. Coming in. According to Steve, because he don't score, it doesn't matter. School him, please, Rio. No, no. I was just saying you're getting say, gassed up with him. Don't sorry, score. Steve. What I would say is I agree. It was the control mainly without the ball. The way they controlled Chelsea yesterday was like next level. Unreal. Shows you the coaching that's gone in, the hard work from the yeah, manager and the, the ability for the players to take it on. But just to just kind of put you back on the reins and just to hold you up a little bit, Joel... Chelsea, that was a patched out Chelsea team. They're missing Reese James. They're missing Chilwell. They're missing Koulibaly. They're missing, listen, they're missing Fofana. They're missing Kante. Don't care. Did we not beat them with a full squad last season? Wait, 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 wait. Relax. Get your Put your knickers up and relax. I'm saying there's six players that that more or less start in that team that didn't play yesterday. So as much as I'm I'm with you, I was so like impressed by the way you played. But let's have a little real reality check. Rio. Six players, actually, and the goalkeeper. Seven players. Would you would normally start? I know Mendy ain't he played. Play. Come on, stop it, Rio. I'm just saying. Last the year, last year, Mendy, last year Mendy was nominated for, for goalkeeper of the year or whatever. Play. Rio, you're, you're, you sound like everybody else. Everybody else hating on Arsenal right no, now. No, no, I've just, just given you, give you your flowers. I've said you how impressed I was. Because if this was Man United and you played against I've them and you did the same flowers. thing, you would have said, no matter. <laughs> I want full props. I'm not just taking none of this 50% bullshit. Yeah, listen, you lot were, smoke. Listen, can you let me speak for one second, right? Go on, I just then. Said, you lot were very impressive. Can't take that away from you. You lot are serious. Serious team now. But what I'm saying is, when you look at the opposition you played, it wasn't even their first team. 
It wasn't so that just, bad, though. So still I impressed. Would... Still impressed, but it weren't their first team. Just, just Mendy, Aspilicueta, Thiago Silva, Chalabar, Loftus-Cheek, Jorginho, who, fair enough, he hasn't played as much, Mount, Kukurea, ha um, Havertz, Aubameyang, Sterling. Come on, man. Joel, I just said you, Joel, I think Chelsea Chelsea are going to need investigating because they played Thiago Silva in a back four. So you knew they threw that game. <laughs> you need to lie, Steve, man. You see, you, you look, Kepa, you... listen, let me just tell you something. One minute. Kepa is the number one goalkeeper now. Yes, he is. Reese James, Ben Chilwell, Kula Bali, Fafana. That's six players, and Kante. Seven players, they all start. Am I lying or not? Do they all start or not? Yes or no? It's a yes or no question. It depends. It depends. It really depends. It depends. It depends. Because It depends on what? Listen, first of all, Chilwell's not always fit anyway, so he's hardly been playing since Kukurea's been there. Since Kukurea's been there. No, it's true, though. He doesn't always play. You don't watch Chelsea. All I know is I watched them on Sunday, and they got smacked up, bruv. They got smoked. What'd you say? Their second, that's, their B team. You can't completely say that's their second team, though, because seven, it, seven starters didn't start. Nah, Rio, you're, 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 you know, the back four with Silva, they, they didn't want to win the game. Steve, you didn't even watch the game, man. Come on, no, I don't need to watch the game. To know, you can't play Thiago Silva in a back four, Rio. Everyone we knows had a task, we had a job. We went there and we and we did what we had to do. Abamyang doing BT Sport promo. Oh, yeah, Arsenal, <laughs> it's nothing personal. Yeah, that was funny. who. Abama who, as far as I'm concerned, we're actually now in a stage where we I can actually call us a title contenders, if I'm honest. Do you still want Arteta out? No, I don't. Because like oh. I said, Rio, okay. I was wrong. You need to allow it because there's loads it's of things you the say on, on, a, on, a week, on a weekly basis. I haven't... I don't care what he does. Content. He needs to go. Yeah. He needs to go. And I'm, and I'm watching you very carefully when it comes to these Ronaldo topics as well, mate, because you're a bit iffy when you're responding. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I want to know. I want to know what the retainer is every week. Just I want to know. Get your own house in order. Get your own house in order. <laughs> I want my manager out now. I'm now. I'm loving him, mate. I don't know, man. You're up and down more than a. Oh, I can't even go. No, we're, we're top. We're top, bro. We're top. We're, we're, there's no ups and downs. Well, I, I, I was up. really impressed. I, I can't lie. I was really impressed with the way you guys handled Chelsea, their B team. But it was a real good performance, and I think that listen, going forward, and I'll go through it. Saliba was immense yesterday. He played really, really well yesterday. Stood out. Partey, listen, he, he made it look easy in that midfield, dominated that midfield. And Jesus, he done everything but put the ball in the back of the net. Mm -hmm. I just feel he needs to just tweak his performance a little bit to be a goal for it in the box. If mm -hmm. he can do that with what he's doing outside, at times he's covering your left back. He's filling in for your left back at times. Like, it's crazy. This is why Pep would play him in the latter stages of the Champions League when he he would drop Aguero, who we all know how good that guy was, and he would play Jesus. Who know. plays? Who do you play in your team at Arsenal now? If, who's the best striker in the league at the moment? Haaland, Kane. Would Kane start in your Arsenal team before Jesus? Yeah, but Kane's like the best, isn't he? So besides Haaland, so yeah, he would. Okay, just ask him. Yeah, he would. Him, go on, Steve. Did Chelsea balls up by getting rid of Tuchel so quick? course what's the point of sacking him getting him potter and i think to me it was just this whole bowley thing wanted his people on the ground new owners are the biggest threat to managers i think you got it right there in one i think joe yeah, new owners that. they want their manager they want their guy in charge yeah when you spoke to him rio could you see that it was it was a bit mad for tukel 
before you got yeah, sacked. Yeah, man. He, he said, I spoke to him immediately after it and he was like, disappointed, obviously, because he, he absolutely loved it at Chelsea. He loved being in London, loved his life, loved the club, um, had a project that he believed in 100%, recruited all the players in the summer and thought, right, we're going to go along with it. But uh, quite quickly, he realised that things weren't going to be as rosy as he had imagined they were to be. Um, and that he maybe wasn't going to get the time that he thought he may have earned, given what he had done since he'd come in the door, winning the Champions League. Um, and then conversations were being had, and then all of a sudden, bang, he's off. And I think that the, these new owners, they're very they're businessmen. They're not football people, they're business guys. They've got a big media background and but like big influences around them in that field. And they're trying to merge that with football, but also very data-driven, I think. And, and, and that's just looking on the outside and just murmurings I'm hearing. And they, they want the input of data. They want their input and the technical staff behind the scenes to, to marry up with the manager. They don't want it, the manager having their own idea of how things go and the, and the club and people at the club have got a maybe different idea. And maybe that might have been the big difference. They've got a manager now in who they've given their ideas to and who's probably agreed to it and says, yes, that's what I like as well. But also this is how it needs to run from my perspective. And they've merged that together and had a good positive conversation and got to a point of saying, yes, Potter's the man. I believe in Potter as a coach. Forget everything else in the way he coaches and can make a team play football. You look at his Brighton team, the way that they play. Uh, you'd go, listen, this guy is a coach among coaches. In that aspect, you're delighted. It's just the recruitment then and the controlling and the, and, and, the, and the carrying of big players and making sure that the recruitment stands alongside the principles of the way he wants to coach. If that marries up and they believe in the project long term, then you've got a good chance. Yeah, I, yeah, and it's still early days, man. You know, you know, football's so fickle. It's just that at Chelsea, are you getting are you going to get that much time? That's the only question. If the new owners, time will let us know. But you, they again, like the same what we're saying about Man United at Chelsea. They've got to understand there's going to be noise outside and there's going to be a bit of pain on the, on the journey. Can you stick with it? Go on, Steve. No, you, you look like you were going to say something. You were just edging no, in. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
You know what? Big up Fulham, man. Like they look like they were really gonna nick a draw there, you know. Like Jack was crying after the game. Like why, why oh, is it a penalty for City but not United when Sancho gets chopped? You tell me that. Thank you. Exactly. I didn't see it, so is a disgrace. Is it? it yeah. Hey, we've got an interview with Didier Drogba coming up on Vibe with Five, by the way. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let people know. Let people know. Could be seeing it over the next few weeks. We've got Alan Steve, Shearer coming out this week as well. Steve did Alan Shearer as well. So we got some big ones coming out. So you got to make sure you stay on the channel. Quickly, um, Ria, I want to move it on. Liverpool finding winning ways again, beating Tottenham 2-1. Salah on the score sheet and of, twice. And obviously Kane as well. Did you watch that Salah, game? Salah, Salah, I watched the game. Salah looked a cut above again. He looked back to being the Salah that we were accustomed to seeing. He was sharp. He For the first goal to pass, the touch inside and the run. Nunez linking up well. First half, they looked really good. I mean, Chelsea, Spurs had a couple of chances. I think um, uh, Perisic hit the crossbar on the post as well. Yeah. Um, but but Spurs, again, just, just a bit off it. Until the last 20 minutes or, or so, they're just like, they're not... They're not a team firing. There's no cohesion in the team. There's a lot of confidence being dropped. I mean, you look to the right back Royale, his confidence has been zapped. The fans are on him. Um, and it's, it's, it looks like a tough time, tough moment at, at Spurs right about now. Um, Liverpool, again, they could have thrown the, the game away, but, but at the end, I think Spurs put them under a bit of pressure. They should have really got run that game out comfortably, but they, they let them back in. But Salah was the standout, standout player. He was brilliant. Yeah, we're waiting for Conte to explode. It's coming in it. You smell it. Almost exploded. He he almost, he, he almost jumped into their bench, didn't you see that when he, he got oh, yellow carded again? Madman. Mad man. Yeah, it's yeah. coming. It's coming, and it's pure entertainment. I'm here for it. Yeah, uh, Leeds beating Bournemouth four three. Last minute winner. Listen, man. Well, I say last minute, but some some of it were again. Like honestly, Leeds are they're doing their thing on a low. I thought Jesse was out of here, man, but he's he's holding on. Yeah, he is. I think Leeds, is, that, that result there was a massive result as well because I think the place would have been turning given the way the game started from going behind and whatnot and then turning it around. The confidence, we keep saying this, but there's got to be a moment in the season that, that catapults you onto a good run and you'd like to think maybe for Leeds fans that could be one of them type of results. The game seemed like it had gone too far away from them and then all of a sudden, bang, the way they finished that, tremendous. Yeah. Newcastle. 4-1. Wow. wow. Mate, they're flying. They always doing madness. Because not, they got the Saudi takeover. They haven't actually done what City did and what Chelsea did when they got money. And they've not gone mental with signings. They've brought in a couple of decent players. But they are... I think Eddie Howe's getting way more of a tune out of that team than that 11 suggests he should be able to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Agree. He's doing mint. Yeah. Mate, for, for what he's done there, mate, he's got to be manager of the year. Harry's turned that around. I don't care what happens if anybody other or the other clubs, they've got to do some great stuff, like outrageous stuff that's different to what Pep's done before, like win the Champions League, maybe. But in terms of manager of the year, at this moment in time, if it was being given out now, Eddie Howe cleans up. Think because how where close he, he they took, were to going down. They were exactly they were a relegation looking team at one point when he when he went there. He's got them into third in the league. And by the way, comfortably looking like they're a third team. They win the ball back more than any other team um, from my last time I looked. Um, they win the ball back in the, in, in the opponent's final for, uh, first third more than any other team. So they win the ball closer to the opposition's goal more than any other team. And they're an aggressive team. They're really, really aggressive. And now they're scoring goals as well. And they look confident. So, 
He's got players, Joe Linton, Almiron, especially Murphy. Like he's got these players that were like players that people were going. The first two actually was more about should they even be there talent wise, and then Murphy was in and out player that you think he hasn't actually cracked it at this level yet. And all of a sudden they're now looking like players that you go, wow, these guys are meant to be there. They're they're actually having big impact on games, and they're a real big part of what Newcastle are doing alongside yeah. all the other players. It's brilliant to see. Yeah, man, definitely. Eddie, Howe and Arteta are definitely up for manager of the season. Um, Nottingham Forest 2, Brentford 2. Just going to scroll through that one. Sorry, Forest and Brentford fans. It's all good. Uh, West Ham losing to Crystal Palace 2-1. Can we talk about Patrick Vieira for a second, please? Mm. Because I don't know what's going on here. Did you see the game? In my lifetime, I've never seen Palace look so strong. In my whole lifetime. Right. Was you around when Wright and Bright were up front? No, nah, but I say when I was watching football, if I'm honest okay. with you. And I started watching football at 97, 98. So, no. Okay. They look good, man. They look really good, Rio. It's true. I'm younger than you, Steve. You're an old man and Rio's 60. Did, but you, yeah, see, so... did, you, see the, did you see some of the football they were playing? Amazing. I can't believe he's getting... The, again, like Eddie Howe, Patrick Vieira is getting the same sort of tune with an 11 that... He shouldn't be able to play that sort of football with with this team. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? With Gallagher, with Gallagher going back to Chelsea, I thought they were finished. But I don't even think Zaha should look to leave when his contract's done. That's your club right there. Stay. It's a big, it's a big, it's a big point that you know, Zaha. What's he gonna do? I, 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 he's probably had people tapping him up already. He's probably got a club semi lined up, if not hundred percent lined up already. Um. If I'm Wilfred Zaha, it comes down to two things. It comes down, it will come down to money. Who's going to pay him the most money? And it will come down to where he will his will his career go to another level? Will he have a chance to win, maybe? Out of the top four teams, if you call all the big teams in the league, top four, top six teams, is there any of those teams that want him or need him? And he goes and plays. Because I know Wilf. Wilf ain't looking to go nowhere and be a squad player. I don't mm-hmm. see Wolf wanting to do that. That's not in Wolf's nature to do unless no. he changes. But if Wolf goes somewhere and they say, you're going to be a squad player, I think he'll say, get me on the first bus back to, to, uh, to Palace. So let's do um, this now then, Rio. Steve. Man City. Is he getting in that team? Yes or no, Steve? No. Arsenal. Is he getting in that team? Yes or no? It'd be good at Arsenal, I think. It'd be a good, it'd be a good what well, Arsenal, it'd I be a good, been. it'll be a good challenge to the two that are there and a good option. Yeah, but do we want to put all You should have bought him when you bought Pepe. Yeah, I know we should have, but we didn't. Now we're playing Martinelli instead on the left. Listen, would you yeah, I would have him, but I wouldn't want him to like forsake Martinelli's growth, if I'm honest with you. Um so it's like that. Ruthless goal. You just sign, you just keep signing players and the cream rises. Yeah, yeah. Chelsea. Is he getting in that team, yes or no? Well, yeah, of course he is. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's that's one right there. Newcastle? Yeah, all day. Um, if I'm Newcastle, I'll buy him straight off. Yeah. Tottenham? I'd, I'd take him, and I'd take him, and I'd sell some maximum. <sighs> really? Or I'd have them both. Eesh. I don't know if he gets in Spurs. He, sc- he scores more than some maximum. He does. But you see with St. Maximum, I don't think he will do well in another team. I don't know. Keep keeps the maximum, whatever. But I think Wilfred Zaha at, at Newcastle is a problem, mate. That's a shout. 
that's definitely a shout. So yeah, let us know what you think. Um, Steve, I'll let you uh, talk about Everton versus Leicester real quick. Yeah, it's oh, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> what, what what's up, real? Go on, you go, you go, you go. I told you Gerard was getting a bullet. I told you <laughs> Lampard was getting a bullet. And someone's out the back loading up a shotgun right now, just polishing it. Just read it. Do you think that? Do you think Frank will get sacked? Uh, well, he should. <laughs> they're four, they've got they're, 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 they're one point above the relegation zone. Yeah, thank you. Two, so, two points, if you were to write Everton's 11 and put it on a bit of paper and Crystal Palace's 11 and put it on a bit of paper, you say, which of them teams finishes higher? Everton's. Mm. But guess know. what? I don't know. Nah. City, I mean, Palace have got better strikers, better attacking players. Come on, man. Rio, you know the truth, man. No, one's got a better team that you'd think on paper would defend better. The other team's going to score Who's more. Palace's the main striker. Their number, he's their number. Edward, right? Yeah. It's been Zaha he's not, lately. He's not better than. Zaha? Um, is it Elise? 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 Yeah, he's a. Yeah. But... Eze, them three yeah. there walk into the, they walk and stroll and bounce into the Everton squad. Gordon, team, team. Calvert Lewin, Iwobi. No, no, no. Oh, them boys yeah. bounce into that team. All three of them start before any of the attacking players at, um, at uh, Everton. Maybe, maybe so, but they shouldn't be performing the way they are at Everton. It's as simple as what, that. You don't think they do? I also don't think the midfield's just better. Oh, it's not playing better, but it's better. No, I think Rio's right, you know. Besides Edouard, I think Rio's right. Oh, no, no. Adrissa Gay. Stop it. Versus who? Yeah, who is it in Palace's midfield that you're looking at? Schlup. Yeah. No, man. Come on, you're disrespectful. You're disrespectful. Am I? Oh, All I'm saying Steve. is... Steve, you're a problem. Patrick Vieira. Eze will play, mate. I'm telling you. No, he will. As they Patrick Vieira is getting out of that team. Their midfield, their, 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 their centre midfield area is better. As they plays in that midfield though, before any of them, any of their players for me, in in terms Ooh. of attacking one of the three, and the two wide men at, at Palace play. All right. Either way, let's go through the team that he's just beat in West Ham. Suchet, Rice, Bowen, Benrama, Skamaka. Oh no, I'm not saying he ain't getting a tune out of him. He's, he's getting him to play well above what they what they're expected to play, maybe. And not that's the that's I'm the job it. of a manager. I get your point. I get your point. You're saying that Frank should be getting more out of the team that he's got. Yeah. I think Frank's Frank's biggest hindrance that he's got at the moment is a lack of creativity and goals. McNeil's not scoring or creating. Gordon's gone off the boil a bit, maybe. Um Iwobi's their most creative player. He's playing midfield. Dominic Calvert-Lewin's injury at the moment is get, carrying too many injuries. They, they got Mo, Morpé, who never really scored goals for Brighton, in a team that created a lot of chances. He's now gone to a team that doesn't create chances and doesn't look like scoring. So it's difficult. But we'll see. Time will tell about with Frank. I hope he doesn't get the sack. Listen, uh, Southampton and Bournemouth pick up a couple of points. Oh, he's sitting right in there. It is super tight down there, by the way. Can we, can we add, by the Wolves way? Shocked we shocked me how bad they've been. Yeah, Wolves are bad. They they lost to Brighton 3-2. Cool, let's let's get that out of the way. Can we quickly talk about Ralph Hasselhuttle getting sacked? 
I've expected this for a while. I'm not surprised at all. I've got been every every other week. You're hearing that he's going to be getting the sack, so I'm not really surprised. It's obviously they they won a little recruitment surge last season or in this the last window, getting some young players in. He's not going to be able to kind of fulfil and carry out that that process. Yeah, I'm surprised he lasted in the job this long, man, because he's had some bad defeats in the past. It'd be look interesting table, to see where they go. Look at the table right now, right? You have to go through that and you say, right, who's getting a bullet next in that? Jurgen Klopp's safe for another week because he's just won his first away game of the season. So he's probably all right. What about West Ham? I don't think they can sack him, Mars. Nah, I could be wrong. Brendan Rodgers has got a bit got... of form again. Yeah, Frank, they're up to 14 now. You've got to be patient with, with David Moyes, man. After you, what you, you say that, though. Look at the league table, mate. It's 12 points is a relegation spot up Southampton. Up to 11th, it's only four points. They'll be all right, man. All of them are all of them are looking over their shoulder up to up to 11th. Yeah, That's there's only so Palace that have got themselves out of it. Fulham flying in comparison. I mean, Fulham are level on points with Liverpool. It's crazy. Steve, just before we go, can you tell us a little bit about your walk, please? Um, well, if everything goes to plan, it finishes on Sunday. Um, been walking 457 kilometres uh, for the fallen lads in Afghanistan. Uh, at second week out, we're being ill. So I've been having to catch up. I've got about 110 kilometres left to go, which is minging. Um, but I'm hoping to finish it on Sunday when it's Remembrance Sunday. Um, so I'll throw a link down below if anyone wants to donate. All the money's going to Royal British Legion, um, and it's been minging. It's been uh, it's been rough doing the ten k's. That's been actually like. Did you do twenty k yesterday? Yeah. So ten wow. k's are a um, piece of piss, but the twenty wow. k's that second lap, that that's that's brutal going. That is. So yeah, I've got to do another twenty k Wednesday, and then on Sunday I'm got to do a marathon to finish it, forty two kilometers to finish it off on Sunday. So it's Tough going. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. With Come weight on. as well. Well done. You're looking good as well, by the way. Just letting you know, mm. man. You almost lost about eight you. stone. You look unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well done, man. <laughs> you know what? That's it for this week's Vibe with Five. Like I said, we've got episodes coming out um, during the course of the week ahead of the World Cup. We've got our England squad that we've got coming out on Tuesday or Wednesday. We've got the Alan Shearer interview. We've got uh, David Orkey on next the channel. Week. It's crazy, isn't it? I've been bonfire night. I'm talking about the World Cup. I know, man. man. It's crazy. Listen, man, I'll be right there in Rio C in in, in first class, mate. Right there, man. (laughs) He likes it or not, you know. But yeah, man, happy birthday, Rio. I want you guys in the comments to wish Rio Ferdinand happy birthday. Uh, You do amazing stuff in football. You've done amazing stuff. You still continue to push the boundaries. And yeah, man, we've got a top England and Man United legend who's able to talk football with us like fans on a weekly basis. It doesn't get any better than that. Guys, just to end the video, obviously Rio has to go, it's his birthday, uh, but I've got Jermaine Pennant on last minute to explain those Gerard PK comments about him not being world-class. Look, enough has been said. Take a look at this. Right. Yeah, Jermaine Pennant, you know, um, once the most expensive Arsenal uh, youngster of all time, um, you know, played games for Liverpool. Uh, bro, listen, I saw a clip of you <laughs> Uh, and uh, who else was it again? It was and Jamie O'Hara. Yeah. I think Darren Bent's face was like, ah, couldn't believe you because you were there saying that Gerard Piquet is not classed as one of the best defenders of all time or not one of the, not, not a world-class not. defender. 
He's not an actual as a player. No, he couldn't get into Man United's first team. But you got to remember. You told me. Remember, Jermaine. You got to remember who was ahead at that time. The partnership of Rio and Vidic was probably the best partnership the Premier League's ever seen. So, especially in my era, anyway. So, because he couldn't get into that team as a player, does that mean that he, he's not a world class player? It just didn't work out for him during that no, time. I, listen, I, I'm what the, the question was was it a Hall of Famer or all time great? So I says on credentials, on on trophies, yeah, because he's won everything that can be winning. But as a player, there's so many. Uh, Puyol was better than him. Yeah. But Puyol's Puyol's also one him. of the greats, though. What? But Puyol's was a Rio's better be than him. Rio's yeah, better than Rio's him. also one of the greats. Is also yeah, I, I, yeah, but right. But when you talk about the greats, you, you put putting people on par to a certain extent. Like John Terry, Rio. There's always who's better, who's the better out of the two. Right. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah. say Rio's better. But yeah. Puyol doesn't come. I mean, Puyol, um, PK doesn't come close. He was the worst player in the team. Doesn't mean he's the worst player in the team. You don't play in a Pep Guardiola team. You do not play in a Pep Guardiola team like that, yeah, for a long time, yeah, or a Luis Enrique team, by the way, where they swept everything. Yeah, he PK's probably um PK played underneath Enrique. Enrique is the most successful manager in in the last decade, not including Pep. You don't play in those teams if you're no good. I'm saying when I say the worst player, I mean because it's such a hype. It's that worst player will probably get into. Most teams in the Premier League. That's why I'm, I'm not saying it's worse as in rubbish. I'm saying out of a bunch of absolute world beaters. The t- okay, the centre appearance was Puyol. He wasn't better than Puyol. All right, he was the worst out of the two centre. The- he centre. was a better ball player than Puyol, and that's what Pep Guardiola needed. He needed someone that could. As do- a defender, yeah, but as a but as a defender, I want like if I'm looking at defenders all around the world, I wouldn't put him as one of the the greats. I mean, he's a good player. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong. He's a very good player. But in that Barcelona team, you had Iniesta, you had Xavi, you had Neymar. You had... They obviously carried that they're team. Different, but they're different positions, bro. You're, yeah, looking, know, but... you're looking at players. For okay, example, but... PK started the play. That was his job. Get the ball, start it. Not Puyol's job, right? And then you play it to probably the most creative players that we've seen in the last 20 years. I don't know what you want from the guy. If, if you're a professional footballer, you should be able to play the ball out from 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 defense. You say that, but have you yeah. seen some of the players playing? Yeah, not everyone can do not, that, you know. They they're not nowhere near of world class. You've got but, to talk but about Gerard Piquet is, and that's why yeah. he was able to play in those teams. You think Gerard Piquet is a world class defender? Yes, I think he's a good, great defender. But world class, in my eyes, is again Rio, Maldini, Nesta. Even with respect to Rio here, yeah, like the fact that you've put Rio and Maldini in the same sentence for me, yeah, it shows that there's different levels of world class. Maldini, you're probably looking at the greatest. Defender. Rio, yeah, yeah. yeah. As a defender. Yeah, but there's different levels of world class. You've got your Zidane's, right, as, as midfielders, but then you've got Paul Scholes, who isn't Zidane's level, right, but yet still you can't argue the fact that he's world class. Yes or no? Oh, Puyol. I mean, um, no, Paul Skulls. Paul Skulls. No, Paul Skulls and Zidane. Yeah, it was a. Do you know coming from? Like, there's different levels. Like, we can both no, say they're world class. But... Different. Yeah, well, both world class in their own right, but different players. But why is that not the same for PK then? Because he's a def- he's a centre back. He, he's 
Zidane and Scholes didn't play in the same position. Zidane was more of an attacking midfielder behind the 10 row. Paul Scholes was that man who gets the ball from deep. Yeah, that, that was that was later on in his career, mate. If we take it back to '98, we all know where he played. You can't tang me, bro. You're my error, bro. You're my error. I, I know this that. inside out, Jay. Yeah. I was there with the 4.1 yeah. million. I know I what's see. going on. I know what's I going see. on. Defending wise, I don't think PK is one of the greats. I don't. I just don't think he's one of the greats. Jay, Jay, listen. I, I, that's, man. that's my I don't think he's a. a you know, this, there was never rumors of oh yeah. Put in a 30 million bid for 40 million, 50 million. But there was never a rumor for PO to for that either. There weren't biscuit rumors either because they were at the best club and they were settled. I don't know what you want. No, I'm just saying that team. Okay, if, if, if PK wasn't in that team, they wouldn't have gone on a different, they wouldn't have nothing would different with the back. When he came in the I'm team, Pep said he was like the missing jigsaw, he was the missing piece. So they went out of their way to bring him back because they knew they needed him. You know what I mean? Just because he didn't get into Man United's team doesn't mean... Do you know what I mean? We've seen it happen all the time. You've, you've, you've got players that go to one team and it doesn't work. They go, look at Thierry Henry. Thierry went to Juve. It didn't work. He wasn't there for a long time. He went to Juve. It didn't work. He was always playing. He, he, he was always playing, though, wasn't he? He was always yeah, but he weren't, he weren't any good. He goes to Arsenal. You know the rest, my friend. He struggled to get in. They never struggled well, to get in the team. He was never... And did PK struggle to get in the Barca team? I tell you what, you can be any defender. Nah, Jay, 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 I'm sorry. When you've got all that in front of you. Jay, 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 Jay. If we're going on medals, then you can't argue... You can't argue that fact. You can't... You've you got to put him up there with successful defenders. But as a world-class all-time great, you know, you put one on one with anyone with a better pace, he gets burned. He's not the best defender. You can't say just because he's won everything with Barcelona, he can pass. The I'm ball. not saying that. I'm not saying that. No. I'm not. Otherwise, otherwise, we start putting this, other players. This, this team, this, this defenders who haven't won half as much as we as he won, but at lesser teams, and he's a lot better than PK. Name him. Besides the Rios and the stuff that you've been naming, name him. Vincent Company is better than PK. Good, he's a good centre back. He don't get that space of a world class defender. I wouldn't be mad if I got PK over Company though. I really wouldn't. Different types of centre backs, but I wouldn't be mad. I know what you like. You like the Bosch. Get it out there. Punch and tackle. Yeah, all right. Like a Van Dyke who can tackle and also play the ball. I think Van Dyke's one of the greatest to ever play the game. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But yeah. I agree. I don't, PK and Van Dijk are worlds apart. There's a, there's a big gap. But that, but that's, no, but that, that's me as my personal preference. Yeah, if someone else says, is, yeah. if someone said no chance, I wouldn't be mad at them. Yeah. I really wouldn't. Who else? So we, you you said company, Van Dyke. I said Thiago Silva is better. And they played in the same, they're about the same age. Even Marquinhos. Oh, nah. Nah, no, not even that one. Nah, not that one. Yeah, nah. But th but then again, but you, you see what I'm saying? There's still space yeah, for yeah. you to to say that. Look, he's still above and he's better than a lot of these players. Like, Jay, I don't think we're gonna we're gonna agree on this one, man. I think yeah. it's, uh, I think honestly, if I, I'm I'm actually sad. This is this is how we first got to meet. If I'm honest with you, it's it's a shame if you if, if I'm really thinking about it, guys. I want you guys, massive shout out to Jermaine Pennant because he didn't shy away. I would, I would say Portuguese Pepe is better than him. <laughs> what? 
BK. Pepe was a good one. Pepe's good, but he, bro, ah, right, let's just leave it as that. Man. Right. I think it's all about opinions. Jermaine, thank you very much for joining us. Um, I think we're gonna have to start getting you on more regularly, bro, because you're you're definitely entertaining. That's for sure. Brother. This is all about opinions, you know. Yeah, you but know, we gotta make we gotta we gotta make the opinions make sense. You know what I'm yeah, saying? You can't yeah. just. Hear what I'm saying? I'm not saying he's not good. I hear I'm you. He's very good, great by that means, but I'm not. I'm not saying world class. Let us know what you think in the comments, people. Do you agree with Jermaine Pennant? Yes or no? All right, quickly one for you. If he didn't have won what he won at Barcelona, was it yeah. um, Africa Madrid? Yeah, his name probably wouldn't get mentioned. Yeah, maybe not, but that's the same with a lot of defenders. You know, what I mean, the only expe- the only exceptions to things like that, are like Steven Gerrard, because he didn't he didn't win the Premier League, but we all know he's still bad. Do you know what I mean? But if you're looking at other players, if you don't win, you struggle to get into those conversations. It is a lot of it is about winning as well. It is. Certainly, yeah. Yeah, to no, it's the truth. To certain degree. Oh, yeah. you don't. You name me. Is there? You can't. It's hard right now, obviously, but yeah. you can't name me loads of players that haven't won stuff in in the last 15, 20 years, and you go, oh yeah, you know what? Yeah, they were they were still, you know, definitely world class. It happens, but I'm not saying it's not everyone. A lot of the players you're gonna name have got some sort of trophies. Okay, I'll before, before before Salah won the Premier League and the Champions League and all that, he weren't that guy. He wasn't that guy. No, no, yeah, no, he wasn't. No, there's a difference though, because now when we talk about Salah, when we talk about Salah, now we talk about, um, now we talk about a great in it. Like we talk about one of the greats. He weren't being spoken about like that when he was in flipping Roma or do you know what I mean? Like, come on. He was he was doing bits though. He was doing doing bits, but so what? So what? Yeah, but now consistently doing. But that's but that's a different conversation, Jay, and you know it. Right now, we're talking about one of the the best in the Prem, yeah? We weren't talking about him like that before. So you you think Pique is one of the best in the world? I do. I do. I think, mate, some of these guys here, you can't deny their football. You can't deny what they've done. And some of those players, they make it look easy. You see, you see players like PK and Rio, you never really see them eating the grass too much because they're standing in the right positions beforehand. They're in the right place. Michael Carrick's another one, yeah? You ain't gonna see them sweating, doing too much, but you know they're they're doing their. Job. As an attacker, as an attacker, right? I, I would think that a lot of strikers would be going up against PK, thinking, "Yeah, was, I'm I'm quite happy about this." And how many were successful? Don't forget, he played against Real Madrid in a very successful Real Madrid period, by the way. Right, mm-hmm. and he weren't a mug. No, so you... I'm, not, I'm not saying he's a mug. I'm I'm saying he's a great player. I'm just saying world class. I wouldn't put him in my top eleven teams of, of you know what I mean. He won't get in well, my Well maybe not, but I wouldn't 11. be but I wouldn't be mad if someone did. That's how good yeah. he was. Okay, all right. You know what I mean? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 